the cloud and our podcast your launchpad for Amazon Web Services. Welcome to the Cloud on Out podcast. My name is Michael. And my name is Andreas. We are two brothers um, working um, uh, with AWS all day. So we are uh, consultants. So we run our own small uh, consultancy where we uh, help our clients to, um, for example, train their stuff. Uh, also, we do a lot of workshops, uh, for example, architecture workshops or also uh, cost um, um, workshops things like this so uh, all uh, all things aws basically besides that we are uh, very active writing content so we have the cloud or not blog that you might know uh, we also write uh, books and um, we also do some open source work um, and last but not least we also have uh, a small uh, software as a service company it's called marbot and where we connect slack and aws so as you can see, all the activities are somewhat uh, related to AWS, and that's also what we what we like. So in this podcast, um, we talk about a topic that is prepared by either me or by Andreas. And uh, the clue is that the other one does not know what the topic is up front. So today I have no idea what Andreas is going to talk about. So uh, let's let's ask him, Andreas, so what's the topic of, of this week? Yeah, so today we will talk about Amazon Connect and I will do a review of this contact center service offered by Amazon. So it is all about incoming phone calls, agents and also chat messages. That sounds very great. Um, so I love the reviews um, because they usually uh, are very uh, informative. Um, they provide a lot of insights. And I also, Andreas, I must admit that I was kind of expecting something like this uh, from you because I know that you spent quite some time in the past month um, in the Connect service. So maybe um, can you talk a little bit about the small project that you implemented with Connect before we start with the review? Sure, I'll do. Yeah, so, so I was starting to use Amazon Connect for our small um, consultancy um, because I wanted to set up um, a phone number that our customers and partners can call, which will then forward to one of our mobile phones automatically. Uh, we had a similar solution um, with uh, a telephone provider here in Germany, but I wanted that to replace that with an AWS-powered um, infrastructure and also wanted to reduce the costs for that a little bit. So that is um, what I did. So I transferred our phone numbers to Amazon Connect and set up a so-called flow, which is basically um, the workflow that runs um, when a phone call arrives at Amazon Connect. And this is now forwarding incoming phone calls to either your or my uh, mobile number. Uh, it does a round robin for that. We have hours of operations uh, on that, and I've also implemented a blacklist um, to keep unwanted callers out <laughs> so that they are not able to distract us anymore. Um, yeah, so I did that with uh, Amazon Connect. So I have to mention that this is maybe not the most typical use case for uh, Amazon Connect, but it's uh, one possible uh, use case. So um, having one uh, public phone number and forwarding that to 
then yeah, you could say private phone numbers um, behind based on a, a routing algorithm that you can implement. Okay, Andreas. Uh, so thank you very much for this um, introduction. And I, I can uh, confirm that the solution is working. So we definitely receive calls uh, through the new system. Um, so that's a a a a, a small uh, a great small project. Um, and I must admit, I never used Connect before. Um, I just know what I read uh, on the AWS blog and what I hear on conferences. So I'm very interested, but I doubt that I can add a lot of value today um, besides some stupid questions. <laughs> so um, let's get started. Um, uh, tell us a little bit more about Connect and, and your review, Andreas. Yeah, okay. So I had a deeper look at the service, and um, this is my review. There will also be a blog post that covers um, the same topic. So if you want to reread some of the things that we discuss now, um, you will find a link to that in the show notes. So first of all, let's start. How does Amazon Connect work? So to use Amazon Connect, you first have to start a so-called Connect instance. You can start a Connect instance in one of the supported regions, so a few regions in the US, Europe, and Asia. And this instance is then basically, this is the virtual contact center uh, for your organization. You can have multiple instances if you want to, but typically to start, all you need is one instance. Um, the instance, the Amazon Connect instance, is, um, is the entity that your customers call in or they can also start a chat conversation. Because those are the two channels that Amazon Connect supports. It's phone calls and it's chat conversations. So both are both supported. Um, and I have to mention that um, the customers can call in or write a chat message. And basically, Amazon Connect forwards these phone calls and these chat conversations to agents. And agents is... Uh, you can think of it as a human being that is answering the phone calls in your organization, uh, answering chat conversations, so typically something like a help desk or maybe sales representative or something like that. The agent um, uses um, a so-called contact control panel, um, which is basically the web interface that the agent uses to interact with uh, your Connect instance. So this can be used to answer phone calls and also to chat with your customers. So this is the overall picture and a few more concepts. So just to get um, the wording right and to, to get some concepts um, outlined is um, you can connect multiple phone numbers to each connect instance. Um, these phone numbers are used for inbound and also outbound calls. So typically you use connect for inbound calls but you can also use it for outbound calls as well. So, for example, if you have, if you're doing um, outbound marketing, um, or uh, I don't know, if you have to call back a customer for some reason uh, to follow up for a support ticket or something like that. Um, and there are two types of phone numbers: you can get a toll-free phone number or a so-called direct in-dial number, uh, which basically looks like a, a typical landline phone number. You can either bring your own number or claim a number um, from AWS. So both is possible. So this is the phone number. And then uh, in Amazon uh, Connect, you can define your own flows. So flow is basically the customer experience of your contact center. You can also think, think of that. This is the, the workflow, the process that runs 
um, when a customer calls in or uh, writes his own his first chat message. So this is basically a way of you can basically customize Amazon Connect to your needs. There are some pre-built flows that you can use. So typical stuff like customer calls in, you uh, forward them to a queue, or uh, you can have you have, can build more advanced stuff. For example, um, have conditions and. I also um, have so-called prompts, which is a voice message, voice message that you send to the customer, stuff like that. So you can basically build your own contact flow. And then there is uh, an important concept. This is a queue. So you can have uh, one or multiple queues, and then the flows decide in which queue a customer ends up. And then you have agents that are um, associated with these queues that then can answer the phone calls or answer the chat conversations. So this is this is the most important uh, concept behind Amazon Connect. Okay, Andrea, so let me create a small example uh, and, and then tell me if I use the, the concepts correctly. So let's assume we create a... Um, like we want to create a contact center for our products that we have. So this is the Marbot at uh, the chatbot. And also the uh, we have the S3 virus scan solution. So we have a single phone number and the customer calls this phone number. And then we have a flow in the flow. For example, we ask, okay, is your question related to Marbot? Press one. Or is your question related to S3 virus scan? Press, um, press two. Otherwise, press three. Then we have two queues. Maybe we have the Marbot queue and the S3 virus scan queue. Um, so that's uh, kind of how it works. Is this correct? Absolutely. Yeah, this is a, a very good example uh, of how you connect the phone numbers, the flows, and the queues. And then you have agents that are associated to the queues. So you can, for example, say, oh, Michael is associated to the Marbot queue. So you get all the, the questions coming in from Marbot, and I'm uh, associated to... Um, the S3 viewer scan queue, so I'm only receiving phone calls on that queue. So that is, for example, how you can you can. Build. This is this is probably most important if you really operate um, uh, a big a big contact center with maybe hundreds or uh, tens of uh, agents. Then you probably need to have different queues for different uh, topics and so on. You can also have different priorities. So, for example, if a very important customer calls in. You, you send them to a queue um, where they have shorter waiting times, stuff like that is possible as well. Okay, great. Um, okay, so um, I think I understood the concepts. Um, so feel free to continue. Okay, cool. So another important thing to mention about Amazon Connect is the integration uh, it offers. So maybe the most important one is... Um, Amazon Connect allows you to customize your contact center by writing source code, and you can then execute and upload that source code uh, with AWS Lambda. So you can integrate AWS Lambda with Amazon Connect, which means one step in your flow, in your contact flow, can be calling a Lambda function. Um, and this is yeah very flexible because you can then do whatever you want in this Lambda functions. We talk about that in more detail uh, in a minute. Um, Amazon Connect is also offering an integration with Amazon Lex. So Lex is the uh, voice or chatbot service um, offered by AWS. So some, some people say it is, it is similar to what AWS is doing with Alexa and Echo. Um, 
So you can build your own uh, chat and voice bot uh, with Amazon Lex and integrate that with um, Amazon Connect as well. The third integration is uh, Amazon Kinesis video streams. So that might sound a little bit strange. <laughs> so it's not really, it's because we only have phone calls, right? So why don't we, why do we use video streams? But Kinesis video streams um, can also just yeah process audio and just leave the video part out. So what is possible is you can send recordings of the call incoming calls from your customers to Kinesis video streams and to then pre-process or then yeah pre-process that uh, information later for example to do transcriptions of the phone calls stuff like that um, can be done with the integration into um, Amazon Kinesis video streams and um, because a contact center typically needs to integrate with your CRM system um, Amazon Connect comes with uh, integrations for Salesforce and Sendesk out of the box. So you can integrate it with those two CRM tools uh, very easily. So in short, maybe to summarize all of that, um, Amazon Connect is designed to operate a contact center at a very small or even a very large scale. Okay, I see, Andreas. Um, so let me let me uh, continue to improve the example um, that I uh, presented uh, before so instead of asking the customer to press one for marbot or two for the s3 virus scan we could also use lex and just ask the customer a question so what product are you interested in and then the the customer just or the the person who calls the number just uh, speaks into his phone and says okay i want to talk about marbot and then we use lex to uh, discover uh, that the customer actually wants to talk about Marbot and then route into the right direction. Is this is this something that is possible? Exactly. Yeah, that is possible. Yeah, that's exactly the use case. And it can even be more conversational. So the chatbot, or in this case, the voicebot, can also ask something back. So for example, so you're interested in Marbot, so what is your workspace ID or something like that? So you can even build uh, small conversations with that. Okay, I see. Um, so that that sounds very uh, very handy. So I, we mentioned, or I mentioned, one use case that I came up with. So can you maybe add a few more use cases? So what what else is possible with Connect? Yeah. So okay. So we talked about a very typical contact center that we all know. So at least from the customer side, <laughs> we all know these uh, contact centers. So you call in or you you chat with an agent that is hopefully able to solve your problem. Uh, quickly and but there are some other use cases um, because when you think of it um, basically amazon connect is a programmable programmable telephone system um, so you can do uh, all you have different kinds of stuff with it so with a little bit of imagination you can come up with other use cases so we talked about our use case already so we are not using uh, queues we are not using um, this this yeah, this agent-based approach, we just use Amazon Connect to round-robin incoming calls to other phone numbers, basically. So that is, uh, you can basically implement your own routing logic um, as well and just forward incoming calls to other phone numbers. That is one one other use case um, for, for Amazon Connect. You can also think about um, build voice bots um, with the help of Amazon Connect. So you don't need to have agents uh, sitting um, behind Connect answering questions. You can also build a system that answers all incoming phone calls completely automatically. 
So think about stuff like um, customers are calling in to request information. So for example, uh, I want to have information about the weather forecast or uh, I want information about my order, stuff like that. You can uh, 100% automate, automate these things. So don't use the really contact center agent-based approach. So have everything automated. You can even think about building transaction systems. So for example, um, yeah, enter an e-commerce transaction or something um, via the voice bot and a phone call. Um, I al already mentioned another thing that I was using, um, that I'm using uh, Connect for is I've implemented a blacklist to block promotional calls. So with a little Lambda function, a DynamoDB table, um, yeah, you basically can come up with, with everything you want and um, just blacklist incoming calls and send them to to DevNull, basically. So you can think of a really lot of different use cases with this programmable, programmable telephone system. Okay, so that sounds interesting. And um, regarding the blacklist approach, I think there are even like uh, websites available where they already have a database of, of phone numbers and... I'm not sure if they have an API, but if you can kind of uh, leverage their data, you don't even have to uh, ha create your own blacklist. You can just rely on the smart, uh, like the the crowd, the crowdsourced uh, blacklists that are available. So that's really, really cool because those calls really annoy me all the day. <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking for a crowd-based blacklist of headhunters. <laughs> basically because 90% of all incoming calls uh, are uh, headhunters that want to talk to me okay so um, okay so yeah you can think of all kinds of use cases basically everything that involves a telephone and um, some automation behind um, then the next part of the review so it's always important to have a look at the pricing of an AWS service and I think um, Amazon Connect is doing a really great job here because there are almost no fixed costs for using Amazon Connect. Um, so you pay for um, the voice and the chat usage. So that's the first compo component of um, the pricing model. So um, we pay about two cents per minute, US dollar cents per minute for voice usage. And we pay... Um, 0 0.005 US dollars per chat message. So it's really a very fine granular pricing model here. So if no one calls in, um, you're not paying anything here, at least for this component. So this is one aspect of the pricing. There is a small fixed fee um, that is for the phone numbers that you are claiming and managing with uh, Amazon Connect. So that then depends heavily on the AWS region and the country uh, of the phone number. Um, so the monthly cost, for example, for a toll-free phone number in the US is uh, less than $2. Or, um, for example, our phone number in Germany, which is a direct inward dial number, is $3 per month. So the fixed cost for the number. It's just that... Um, that the number is available and connected to Amazon Connect. So this is the only fixed fee um, that we have to pay for. There are then 
additional uh, costs for inbound and outbound usage of the phone numbers. So this is basically something that goes on top of the voice usage is you also have to pay for telephone connection, basically. So this, again, depends very, very heavily um, depending on the region and the country. So which country calls in to which region? Um, so region means where does your connect uh, instances, where is your connect instance running? Um, I, I'm not, I'm not um, a, a telephone expert, <laughs> basically, but the costs to me seem to be quite... Um, Uh, reasonable so i don't see anything uh, special in here so uh, a, t a phone connection costs money and you have to pay for that when using aws as well so it doesn't seem to be a big deal to me um so yeah there's a there's an amazon connect pricing page that you need to um, go through when you want to know about the details for your country and your regions um, but in general uh, i think The, the main thing to take away here is um, that almost all costs for Amazon Connect are um, paper usage and there's only very, very little fixed costs per month. So I've done uh, a small cost estimation for Amazon Connect in our use case. So maybe to give you an impression um, what that means. So I calculated the costs, estimated the costs for our Connect instance running in Europe, Frankfurt. Um, we are using three direct inward dial numbers. And I calculated with that we use around 30 minutes of voice usage per day. So I expect that uh, on average, we don't have more than 30 minutes inbound phone calls um, over Amazon Connect. So with this the, the, the result of this calculation is um, we will pay around $16 for the voice usage. Uh, additionally, we will pay um, uh, $4 for the phone number usage. And um, we then pay the fixed cost of $9 for having claimed three phone numbers. So in total, this is um, $29, so which is, I think, totally reasonable and um, less than what we have been paying Uh, for a similar setup um, before. Okay, Andrea. So I have one question and I'm not sure if you can answer this um, like uh, without looking it up in the documentation, but is it possible, like if I create my uh, Connect instance in, uh, for example, Ireland, and is it possible to attach a US phone number to this instance or can I only attach US numbers to instances in the US? You can attach any kind of phone numbers to your instance running anywhere. So only the costs vary in this case. Okay, that's nice because then we could offer, um, like because most of our customers are, are actually from the US, so we could offer a, a, a phone number for like a plus one phone number for the US customers. Yes, there are some restrictions in some countries. Um, so you're not allowed to claim a phone number in every country without having um yeah some point of of residence there so i think in the us it's possible in germany it's not that easy because uh, for germany you have to yeah basically uh, fill out a form that um makes sure that you basically either live or have business in germany um but yeah that, in general that is possible okay cool 
Okay, so I think we understood the pricing, um, and I mean, you definitely have to do the math if you if you if you plan some like larger migrations. Um, but this seems to be like, I mean, there are three different dimensions that we have to uh, calculate, and basically depends all on the the usage or in in terms of minutes. Yeah, I also think that um, when I think about if you migrate from an existing contact center to Amazon Connect, you probably have all the data that you need. Because all all you need basically is the minutes of inbound and outbound phone calls uh, or chat messages, and I think that is probably something that you can uh, can get very easily to to make the calculation. So it's different to other services where it's basically not possible <laughs> to have the information upfront to calculate or estimate the costs. I think with Amazon Connect, this should be quite easy. Okay, I see. So um, let's dive a little bit deeper, Andrea. So you already kind of sold uh, Amazon Connect to me, and you because you mentioned that it is like a programmable programmable telephone system. So can you go into more details? What is possible with Lambda functions? How does it work? And and what are the or can you like just go a little bit deeper here? What's possible and and how can it be used? Overall, um, what we can do is um, we can add a step to our connect flow, which says invoke a Lambda function. And um, the input for the Lambda function is basically all the information that connect knows about the incoming caller or the, the customer already. So you typically get something like the phone number uh, or some more information about uh, who, is, who is calling or who is writing in. So this is the event that is coming in, and you can then the lambda, you can then um, execute your lambda function, for example, to talk to uh, a third-party service or to fetch information from a database like DynamoDB, and then you return um, um, a very simple JSON structure. So there, there has there, there's not allowed to be a hierarchy; it has to be string values only. There's even limitations on the length of the key, the, t the, the characters in the key and the values. So a lot of limitations. Um, but you can, you can hand back basically a map um, of data that then gets stored as additional information for the customer inside uh, the connect flow. So you can think about, for example, when, when someone calls in, um, you call a Lambda function that then... Uh, queries a database and for example finds out more about the incoming uh, customer so i don't know which products has this customer bought before are there any associated um, tickets in your support uh, in your support uh, system stuff like that so you can you can do uh, things like that with this lambda integration um, so i already mentioned that um, you can call lambda but there are also a lot of <laughs> restrictions basically um, so the first is um, you have no more than eight seconds for for that call, and also the customer um, basically waits uh, on his phone call in silence <laughs> until the response from Lambda is coming in. So you have to make sure that um, this is also why this limit is eight seconds, so that you cannot um, build stuff that doesn't work at the end. Um, so yeah, you can only have very uh, short running lambda functions no more than eight seconds if 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 possible even less than that uh, i mentioned already that um, 
the result. So there are some restrictions on which keys, which characters are allowed in the key and the value. Everything has to be a string. So the JSON that you hand back has to be string values. And it cannot be larger than uh, 32 kilobyte, a kilobit of um, UTF-8 data. So a lot of, or maybe not a lot of, but there are uh, restrictions that you need to be aware of with the Lambda integration. So uh, to summarize, um, the, the, the idea behind Lambda is you call the function and it returns additional information um, for the contact and you can, can then use that information in the next actions, in the next steps inside your flow. So you talked about this flow uh, already a few times. So how do I like define the flow? So what's the, like, is there a, like a visual editor to do this or how do I define the, the flow that, that, that is used for the call? Yes, exactly. So um, the, the user, there's a user interface um, there where you define your flows. Um, basically you add, there are a bunch of actions or steps available and you just drag and drop them um, and then connect the different steps uh, with arrows and then yeah, define the configuration for the steps. Very often you have to define, you have different outputs. So you have an output for success and you have an output for error. So you have to ha basically handle the errors that can happen inside uh, an action and a step. So um, that is um, how this works. So you have a graphical user interface for that. So maybe I can go through how can you integrate a Lambda function? How does that look like um, with uh, configuring your flow? So first of all, um, to be able to call a Lambda function from your Connect instance, you have to add the Lambda function to the configuration of the Connect instance. So there's basically, um, this is basically a part of the user interface. You can just add up to 35 Lambda functions by default um, to your instance. And then the instance is uh, able to make calls to this Lambda functions. Otherwise it gets a access denied um, error. So this is the first thing you do. And um, the next thing is you, you add um, a Lambda function integration action into your flow. Basically, all you do here is you select the Lambda function that you want to call and um, have that in, in your flow. And in my case, I implemented the blacklist with the help of a Lambda function. So maybe I talk you through that. So the Lambda function is invoked. It fetches data from a Dynamo data database. So it looks basically is this phone number in our blacklist. And then it returns uh, a simple JSON where there's just an attribute blacklisted with a value true or false. And then I have uh, the next step in my flow is a flow that basically checks um, the, the attributes of the contact. In this case, I can then check, is there an attribute blacklisted? And if so, is the value true? And then I can have, um, from there on, I can basically uh, branch into different uh, paths in my uh, workflow. This is one example for uh, an integration that you can build with a Lambda function. Um, I talked already about the user interface. So I have to, I have to admit, I have never said that before <laughs> of an AWS service, but I really like <laughs> the user interface um, to manage the connect instance. I think it's, it's very modern. It works fine. It's, um, it's simple to use. It ex itself ex 
planetaria um, and it guides you through all the required steps basically um, this is also true for the contact control uh, panel which is um, which is the thing that the agents use to accept incoming calls and also to uh, chat with the customers so this is a this is also a web interface, um, basically a soft phone running in your in your browser. There's maybe one problem with those user interfaces. <laughs> they only work in two browsers, Chrome and Firefox. <laughs> so Safari, Internet Explorer, um, sorry, <laughs> you're not able to use Amazon Connect. That is maybe yeah, a little bit funny in 2020 to have an application that is doing that, but that's how it is. Okay, so that that sounds um, that sounds uh, easy to use, um, and I I would also like to see. So I just looked at a few screenshots of the of the user interface, and and that that would also be a good interface for step functions <laughs> and other <laughs> services. That's true. So maybe they can they can share this a little bit uh, for other services. Yeah, it it looks it looks a little bit like Amazon bought uh, bought some company um, and they integrated basically their web interface into. Uh, into the management console. I don't know exactly how this uh, is, if that is true, but it looks like <laughs> it looks like it hasn't been um, associated with Amazon before. <laughs> At least the user interface. Okay, so let's talk. Ab- let's talk about the next important thing, and this is something um, that is a little bit a downer. So, unfortunately, Amazon Connect does not offer an API to configure your connect instance so basically everything an administrator is doing is something you have to do by clicking through the user interface you cannot use infrastructure as code tools like CloudFormation or terraform to configure and spin off uh, your data center which is i think very very bad practice because it prevents us from deploying the contact center in an automated way you basically cannot test before you go to production because you have to click um, you basically, if you want to test, have a test instance, you have to duplicate the flow with the user interface. Uh, and you, you can think about how error-prone uh, it is to do so. So that is, this is very unfortunate that um, there is no management API for Amazon Connect yet. Um, they have introduced a feature which is still in beta, uh, which allows you to import and export these workflows, these contact flows. So this might help a little, but it is far away from what we are used to when working with AWS services in other areas. So I think this is definitely um, the biggest area where they, where AWS needs to improve um, the service. I actually don't like this uh, kind of, I don't know if you can see it's a trend. So there are new services added, same with uh, QuickSight and things like this. And they do not longer offer APIs for the services from day one. Which is kind of the, I mean, at the at the at the, at the at the beginning of AWS. So this was the, like the argument. So the cloud and everything is programmable because it has an API, <laughs> and now they continue to add new services where this is just missing. Uh, so that's an interesting evolution. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Andreas, now we mentioned already one thing that's not, uh, or that that could be improved. So what else have you discovered that that doesn't work as good as it could be? Yeah, so now we're diving into the topics <laughs> that are not mentioned on the marketing slides, right? <laughs> so one is the missing API. 
Um, second is um, I had a look at the options to authenticate with Amazon Connect. So basically how to authenticate an agent. Because if you have um, yeah, tens or hundreds of agents that need to connect to your instance, uh, you need to find a way to, to have that managed efficiently. So there are three options um, with, uh, with Amazon Connect. First is you can have a built-in user database. So then you just manage your users inside of your Amazon Connect instance, um, yeah, define usernames, passwords, and so on. The second option is you can integrate with AWS Directory Service, which gives you an integration with uh, Microsoft Active Directory, Active Directory Connector, and a simple Active Directory. So that is option two. I'm not a, I'm not a real expert in this area, so I, I haven't looked at this uh, um, in more detail. But I had a look at the third option, which is basically the SAML integration. So um, you can uh, configure SAML uh, for your Amazon Connect instance, and then you can yeah, use whatever other identity provider that speaks SAML as well for authentication. Um, so I was planning to do so and reading through the documentation, and the documentation then says, yes, you can set up SAML. Um, however, you have to manually add all the users to your Connect instance. Otherwise, they will not be able to log in. So that means uh, you have a user in your identity provider or with your identity provider, uh, federate the user with uh, SAML, but then to be actually able to use um, Amazon Connect, you have to add these users manually to your Connect instance. And you have to be very careful because the username has to match with the user in your um, identity from your identity provider. So I think, um, yes, SAML is available, but it's not really fully implemented because uh, with that, it is still a lot of manual work to do to get your users authenticated with uh, an Amazon Connect instance. So this is a bummer and also needs improvement. Okay, let's talk about the, the next thing. So um, there are two options to add a phone number to your Connect instance, to your contact center. You can claim a phone number provided by AWS. So for Germany, I've seen there are numbers for Berlin and Frankfurt, for example. For other regions, they have um, phone numbers that you can claim as well. The other option is um, you can transfer an existing phone number from your carrier to AWS. And so transferring phone numbers has been an adventure and it is still an adventure in 2020. And I've gone through the process for um, a few German phone numbers. And I mentioned that because you have to keep in mind that the process of transferring a phone number is different in each country. <laughs> so it might be easier or even um, more complicated in other countries. So how does it work? So how do you transfer a phone number? Um, it all starts with creating an AWS support case. Good news here is you do not need to pay for AWS support um, at that moment um, because it's a service limit increase uh, request that you have to do. So you go to the support center, um, create a new uh, support case, choose a service limit increase as a type, then choose Amazon Connect, type in the Amazon resource name of your Connect Center instance, select the region, and then the type that you have to choose is phone number porting. So this is basically um, the way to, 
to uh, open a support ticket to transfer a phone number to your Connect instance. And then you describe which phone numbers you want to transfer. And then AWS support will come back with a PDF. And the PDF includes a formula that you have to fill out, basically all kinds of uh, information about the phone numbers, the current carrier, and so on, the day of uh, the transfer that you want to schedule and so on. So this is this seems to be a very manual process. So I've been going back and forth with AWS support many times. Also, AWS support has to wait for answers from the Amazon Connect service team. So it took quite a while to get the, the correct PDF formula because the first one they sent me was uh, was not the right one. And I then I made a mistake filling it out. <laughs> And so it, 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 it went back and forth multiple times. So overall, it took us uh, almost two months to transfer our phone numbers, which is um, also partly my fault because I not, was not responding to their uh, answers very, very quickly. Um, but in general, I can, I can see that probably it is not possible to go through that process in less than a month. Um, so my advice here, if you plan to transfer a phone number to Amazon Connect, you have to plan enough time. So maybe at least four weeks probably um, should be in your time plan. So it is possible. Then your phone number is directly connected to your Amazon Connect instance. Um, maybe interesting is um, it is connected to exactly one Connect instance. And if you spin up a new Connect instance in the same region, in the same AWS account, you cannot use these numbers. Uh, there's also no way to transfer them to the other Connect instance. You have to file another um, support uh, request and then AWS is able to transfer your number from one instance to another quickly, but it's it still requires uh, the support. So there's no way to, to do that yourself. So this is maybe the interesting uh, parts of transferring a phone number. What else is missing, Andreas? So you already mentioned that there might be, or there might should be a better process for adding or like, uh, how's it called, uh, adding existing phone numbers. Uh, what else could be added to 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 make it more easy to use? Mm, so there's there's one area of the service that we haven't talked about in detail yet. So this is the chat channel. So it's not only about phone calls; it also is also about um, chat conversations which is basically, I think, a very good thing that you have both options to your customers so they can either call in or you can write you a message. Um, the thing is, um, all Connect is doing is it offers you an API. It offers you an API for chat messages, basically. And um, the user experience from a developer point of view is very poor. So there is some GitHub repos with some basic examples, but there is no widget that you can just... Um, copy to your website and it works out of the box like you have with other providers that do similar uh, things so we had um, yeah such a chat widget on our websites multiple times and there are providers that do so very very easily just copy and paste a little bit of javascript so but that is not possible with amazon connect so you have to basically build that chat widget on your own it's even worth you also have to build parts of the back end your own because there is a, uh, an api call that you have to to do that requires IAM authentication. So you basically need to spin up an API gateway, Lambda function uh, for that as well. So the, the developer experience is, is not very good here. So I basically, I expect as a customer, 
I expect AWS to provide me uh, a JavaScript uh, chat widget that I can um, use on my websites very, very easily without having to do much uh, development work. And this is not available yet. So I think this is a very big missing feature um, for the chat widget. Also, the chat um, the chat feature um, yeah, only works with the API, so you can embed it to your website, but there is no way um, to interact with, for example, WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger or stuff like that. So this is uh, probably also missing if you want to, to offer customer service over these channels as well. So I already mentioned another missing feature. I already mentioned another missing feature is um, that it's not possible to transfer phone numbers between Connect instances without asking AWS support to do so. Um, we talked about the SAML integration. What's also interesting is um, it's not possible to switch the authentication mechanism later. So if you decide for the built-in user database now, you cannot later switch to SAML for your Connect instance. And as, as we talked about that, you basically have to click uh, all the contact flows, all the configurations manually by going through the user interface. And rebuilding everything to basically migrate to SAML is a lot of work and very, very error prone. So um, this, is basic, this is absolutely missing as well, ability to switch the authentication mechanism without rebuilding the whole uh, Connect instance. Another funny thing is um, I mentioned that there is an integration with Amazon Lex, um, but Lex is not available in the same regions than Amazon Connect. So, for example, in Frankfurt, um, there is um, this is the uh, European uh, region for Amazon Connect, but there is no Lex available here, which doesn't make much sense to me. Um, so that is missing as well. Okay, I understand. And I'm, I'm not sure if this is still true, but um, and this is also only uh, interesting for the, the listeners from Germany, but so Alexa is available in Germany and it also speaks or understands the German language, but this is not true for Alex, so they don't support the German language. Um, so it doesn't help you that much if it's available, so because it doesn't support the language. Yeah. But I'm not sure if this changed in the meantime, so maybe we can we can double check this. Okay, so that's the missing the missing pieces. Um, so what else do we have uh, to check in the review? I think it's um, the the service limits or quotas. Um, can you dive a little bit into the limitations that we have, like limitations in terms of limits that AWS define? Yeah, so there are um, there is a list um, of quotas available uh, in the official documentation. So a few examples, there is um, a maximum of 500 users per instance, which means, which I understand is the number of agents that can connect to an instance. Um, this is not a hard quota, so you can uh, increase that quota by filing a, a support ticket. Um, same is true for Lambda functions. We have 35 Lambda functions that we can connect to an instance. This is also a soft limit, so you can increase it if possible. Um, there are other um, limits that you cannot increase, at least that is what, meant, what is mentioned on the documentation page, which is, for example, active chats per agent is five. So one agent cannot chat to more than five customers in parallel. So this is a hard quota. I don't know why, but this is <laughs> what, they, what they say on the documentation page. Another limit is characters per chat message 
is um, 1024 characters and this is also a hard quota so you cannot increase the quota by um, asking AWS support for help. I want also to mention something that I find really frustrating is so AWS publish, publishes their default quotas and they tell you if this is a hard limit which you cannot increase or if it's a soft limit which you can increase upon request uh, through AWS support. But um, what what they cannot tell you is AWS support um, does not answer the question. So I asked ask the question, what's the what's the upper limit? So how what's the hard limit for the soft limits basically? So what is if I want to have I don't know one one million users per instance? Is that possible or not? So the thing is, AWS support does not answer you that kind of questions. All you know is the default limits. And you know that it is possible to increase them, but you don't know the upper limit. So I think this is a very bad practice, not only for Amazon Connect, but for other AWS services as well, because you cannot plan upfront um, if a certain service will, will match with your requirements. Um, at least you don't know how, how big you can grow until you reach um, the upper limit upfront. So I think this is a bad practice and it, should document on they should document on their public pages um, the hard limit for the soft limits basically <laughs> so that is what I think is is missing yeah I, I agree and it is also a little bit like it's not very transparent because sometimes you also talk to people and it it seems also be possible to even raise hard limits so if there's a business case then basically those limits don't apply anymore so which I I mean I like it that the documentation is open, that the pricing is open, and everything basically is available without this kind of like yeah hidden information and all this kind of stuff so that that really leads to also leads to rumors and 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 you you don't really know if it's really true or not and so i yeah I prefer to the open the open policy that AWS has with documentation and pricing, and even for pricing it's also not. Uh, like uh, it's also the, the case that that you get discounts and things like this but okay that's fine um but yeah i i also would prefer if this would be like clearly documented in the open so so at least they can they could document so this is our default limit and it's possible to increase it um up to a specific hard limit and okay it's fine if they increase it even further for some of their most important customers or stuff like that but at least I want to know a range um, that I can plan with. So that is really missing. And this shouldn't be missing. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I want to summarize my review. And we do that typically with what we call the service maturity table, which I have um, filled out for uh, Amazon Connect as well. So this basically goes uh, over different categories that are the same for all AWS services that we review and then calculates uh, a so-called maturity score. The maturity score goes from 0 to 10. 10 is the best uh, maturity, so very stable, very mature service. 0 is basically a service that hasn't been released yet. <laughs> so you can think of it like that. So I've been going through that. So um, I'm not going to each and every point because we have... Um, 10 different criteria that we go through but I go over the most important ones and so I think um, the feature completeness uh, of Amazon Connect uh, deserves a, the score of an 8 
So I'm, I'm, I think you can build uh, valuable um, solutions with that service already. So I think there's not much missing. Um, what is missing is CloudFormation and Terraform support, which is even worth because there's not even an API. So, <laughs> so it's not possible to build that support at the moment. Um, so this is, um, yeah, this gets uh, the score of a zero because it's it's totally missing. Also, tags are missing, so no way to to have billing information based on tags for Amazon Connect. Um, I am Cornell, uh, yeah, Identity and Access Management is fine. So everything I've uh, gone through there uh, is very uh, well done. Um, there is no integration with AWS Config. Um, there is um, support for AWS CloudTrail, but as far as I see, the most important <laughs> actions are basically missing. <laughs> so that is maybe not... Um, not not too good um yeah amazon connect is not available uh, in all commercial regions it is far away <laughs> from being available in all regions i think the it's currently available in six regions um so there's way to go for that um good news there is an sla for amazon connect in place so you can uh, look up um what amazon is um, um planning for or guaranteeing in case of uptime uh, of the service so in total, uh, I'm calculating um, a maturity score of five, which is uh, somewhere in the middle. And this is, I think, mostly um, due to the fact that um, we are missing very basic um, parts of an AWS service, which is uh, the API, um, tagging, and um, also config. So this is, uh, yeah, it's not really well integrated into the typical AWS ecosystem, I would say. So that is that is uh, something to work on for AWS. Okay, great. So I think that's really one of the lower scores that we had so far. Um, but um, what's interesting is that feature completeness is so high. So I think we never had something before where their feature completeness was pretty good, but still there was basically a lack of a lot of other important pieces, uh, which basically uh, or which is interesting um, and if you are not tightly integrated into the AWS ecosystem then this maybe doesn't matter to you but if you expect all the like nice security features of AWS and also billing allocation and stuff then then this bit would be uh, yeah a little bit disappointing okay yeah so I think this is also a disclaimer I have to make because I have never operated a call center <laughs> So I don't know uh, 100% all the features that are essential for doing so. So from my perspective, it seems everything seems fine from the contact, contact center uh, part. And I'm reviewing Emerson Connect from my view as an AWS consultant and software engineer. And from that perspective, a lot of features are missing, uh, especially API, what we talked about and stuff. So I think that might also, um, um, yeah, be this is something you have to you have to consider when. Um, yeah, when um, and taking my advice here for for granted. Okay, Andrea. So um, thank you very much for um, your review. I think we are uh, done with the review. So there is one announcement that that we would like to make uh, here in the podcast, and you might already heard about our book RapidDoc on AWS, which is um, a way to get started with. Docker on AWS using continuous deployment and using infrastructure and code and basically all the best practices with lots of examples 
ähm, in PHP, Java, Node, Python, Ruby on Rails. Uh, so that's all covered. And what we released uh, recently is um, a, a video version of the same content. So if you're not into reading, if you prefer a video, um, then um, this is now available for you. So uh, if, you, if you're interested in learning about uh, Docker and learning about Docker and AWS uh, in specific, then check out um, our uh, Rapid Docker and AWS ebook or video course um, that's available uh, for you now. Okay, Andreas, anything else that we uh, should announce here? Uh, no, I don't think so. So uh, check out the show notes for links to the blog post to Rapid Docker on AWS video course. And also um, don't forget to, to subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast player and leave us a review um, on Apple Podcast. Thank you very much and uh, speak to you in two weeks. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, talk to you soon. Bye.